1: Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So, today we have with us Susan Friesen, the founder of eVision Media, and they're celebrating 20 years in business this year. And they're a full service branding, web development, digital marketing agency located in Canada. Hey, Susan, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, Mark. Thank you for having me. I, I just so appreciate being a guest here today.
1: Oh thanks for joining us. Hey, can you expand a bit more on on that and let us know, yeah, you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with?
2: Well, um, as you said, we're celebrating 20 years. I can't believe it's been that long. Uh, So some people call me, uh, you know, one of the founders in the web development space. I used to do it all 20 years ago, back when websites were nice and simple and easy. (laughs) But uh, but over the years, I just love working with passion-driven entrepreneurs who really have this vision in their minds, and they know that... They need a team to support them to fulfill that vision uh, that they just can't possibly do it themselves. And nor do they want to do it themselves. And, uh, and so sometimes we get people who are brand new to, you know, as a startup or other times we get, we get entrepreneurs who have done the do our, do it yourself mode and uh, they have figured out pretty fast that they're just treading the water and not getting anywhere. And so they come to us to kind of start fresh with a rebrand and, and, uh, and get everything set up properly. And mm. what I love most about working with our clients is that we don't just build them a website and, and you know let them go. We actually stay with them and, and they use us for as long as they want and need us. So we've got some clients that we've had since like for 15 years now. And, and we're just always helping them uh, you know, with their marketing and the social media and, and Google ads and whatever it is that they need and sometimes stopping and starting a whole new business we we've had a couple of clients who've done that over the years so it it just warms my heart to be able to help business owners and entrepreneurs fulfill their mission and and do what they need to do
1: oh fantastic there's so many things there that you that you help people with and the journey that it sounds like you've been on with your clients is oh that's fascinating but what yeah what is it that they really are looking for from you? Because look, nobody wants a website. Nobody wants a Google ad. What <laughs> You're the vehicle to that. What do you actually help them to actually get?
2: Well, at the end of the day, we help them get leads and sales, right? I mean, that's why we're all in business. Even though we want to say, oh, I'm here to fulfill my life's purpose. You know, you can't fulfill your life's purpose if you're not making any money. So, you know, that that's the, you know, the hard line, but But what we bring to the table is that high touch service, we really do nurture our clients and we answer their questions and we help guide them along the way and help them understand what their brand positioning is and and what they need to do and, and how can we work with them in order to build a really profitable, sustainable business and Follow the more of the, the tried and true methods and instead of just leading them astray with these, you know, top 10 point checklists, and you're going to be making $100,000 next year. Like, uh, you know, I just like to be that voice of reason for them at the end of the day.
1: Ah, the voice of reason. You said it again, and we were joking offline about this. And you said, yeah, I am the voice of reason. I want to be the voice of reason for all these these businesses. And it's yeah. a beautiful stance to take because it sounds like if you're the voice of reason, hey, you, you been there, you've done that, you've made the mistakes, you've learned the no. best way of doing it. So, yeah, yeah rather than you know, leads and sales, it's how to go about it, it's how you yeah. hold their hands to the process. Because, um, yeah. you know, as entrepreneurs, startups, business owners who have a different um, promise or product, we don't know what we don't know with this.
0: Exactly. That's, I think, where
1: you come into your own.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and a lot of entrepreneurs they think, oh, if I just purchase this ten thousand dollar program, and if I take that course and I read that book, and meanwhile they've spent four times the amount of money that they would have spent, and by learning someone else's profession, had mm. they just gone straight to the experts and spent invested that money there, and it would have just fast tracked everything. So. There's, again, that, that voice of reason, like if you if you wanted to get a contract written up, would you learn how to be a lawyer first in order to avoid having to pay for a lawyer to write the contract? Doesn't mm. make sense. Same with, you know, if you if your car needs servicing, would you go and learn how to be a mechanic so that you didn't have to pay the mechanic to service your car? versus
1: Uh, the polarity of this would you go online and get the free templates and then have that fall through in court would you go in with your hammer and tongs and try and fix your car i mean you could do it wouldn't work out well i don't i don't know (laughs) what i'm doing so i'll get an expert to do it yeah Um, yeah so with that in mind because i mean we know from our business we you know had a number of different agencies, some good, some bad yeah. and you try and find out the right one for you. you need right. the right agency who has the right authentic care can see you rather than shoehorn in what you should be doing um yeah. Yeah. with that in mind, what beliefs what uh, pre-existing conditions do you find that your clients tend to have that you have to help them overcome so that they trust you and you can serve them as you want.
2: Yeah, and that that is such a loaded question because anybody in the marketing space, we immediately have the veil of distrust on us, you know, because of being bombarded with spam, because of bad experiences, and and mm. and just like every industry, there are a lot of ripoff artists in in the marketing and web development industry, and especially since uh, WordPress became a thing. Uh, you know there's people who really don't understand anything about websites but they learned how to press a button and voila there's a website and then they call yeah. themselves a web developer and and so it's it th- that is one of my challenges ongoing is to try and deal with all the misinformation that's out there and earn the trust of of the people that I do know what I'm talking about. You know, I have a business degree. I went to school. I learned how to develop websites. And I'm one of the pioneers in the website development industry. And I have programmers on my team, not just people who looked on YouTube to try and figure out, you know, what, how something works. And so it's a loaded question because earning trust is the cornerstone of any business brand if we mm. haven't earned the trust then we we don't get the business period especially in today's world post covid changed everything about that and trust is huge and so there's there's lots of different Things that, as a brand, that we need to do in order to gain the trust. And one of the things that I'm doing is doing what I'm doing with you today, Mark, is getting myself more visible and and hoping that what I say and do shows my authenticity and my authority in this in this space. That hopefully builds a little bit of that trust.
1: Yeah, and experience. I mean, experience, experience. counts for a lot. You said about you yeah, people who can you learn a skill, then you're a you're fully fledged whatever you want to call yourself. Um, right there is a certain level of great you've learned how to do one thing but what if things go wrong how are you going to pivot how are you going to change and if you're you only know one thing but you know that well that can be great but in this world of digital that things change so rapidly 20 years oh my gosh the changes that you have seen personally throughout web design social media the whole suite of how we engage the attention rates ah all these things You've well, seen it all. So
2: I that have it. And, for a so, lot. and social media didn't even exist back when I started. <laughs> so let's just put that into context.
1: <laughs> now, that was a different world, but let's get back to experience. Yeah. So, what the actual principles of marketing, of human psychology, of connection, that hasn't changed. The fundamental principles are exactly the same the way you navigate on this landscape now, that's where the nuance comes in. Do you agree with that? Or is that, am I talking absolute rubbish?
2: Yeah, no, no, of course the the fundamentals are the same, but I think it's being told in a different context now. Back in, in the golden age, people just needed to see a, an ad on TV and that was enough for them to trust that that was a bona fide business, a legitimate business, because there wasn't all the clouding going on. Like if, if, if a company could afford to have a TV ad, then the, automatically there was some trust involved in that. But yeah. now, uh, you know, it, it, because we're bombarded with messages all day long from all different places all over the place. It's hard to build that kind of trust. So yes, longevity in business, definitely. But also understanding and knowing your craft. And like what you said, you know, just because you watched a YouTube video doesn't make you an expert in in your craft. So one of the things that I I made sure that I do, and I continue to do today, is stay on top of my craft and make sure that I am staying on top of what is working and what isn't working and what has changed and evolved and what used to work two years ago doesn't work anymore things like that. And, uh, you know, so I think it's, it's the, um, every business owner should be doing that is always staying on top of their craft and not just resting on their laurels.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I was coaching uh, someone the other day and talking about how he's able to, extract himself as a ceo being able to step away from his business he's more in the development and he was a very hands-on developer that built his agency now mm-hmm. his challenge was he still wants to go back into the business he still wants he loves doing this stuff but yeah. he knows that if he goes back in he's going to mess it up because even something from six months six months ago is now obsolete he's like things change so rapidly i'm more of a hindrance than a help now oh Oh, my gosh help me find my identity so um (laughs) i think that's a funny way of you know just maybe side shifting into away from the business and the trust and keeping ourselves topped up but you know on this show we talk about the entrepreneurs your journey you at the top and how you've navigated the challenges and the the, the fun, the excitement and the tears and the stresses. So let's go all the way to start. What, What was it for you that was a pivot moment that you decided, yeah, I'm building my own business, my own agency. What was it?
2: Oh, well, um, yeah, I'm I'm what you call an accidental entrepreneur. I had no intention of starting my own business. I actually was working as a webmaster at the Vancouver Sun, happily, you know, with my full time corporate job. And then they went through a changeover, they decided they didn't need a webmaster anymore. And so I was let go. And then I went back to school uh, and got my and was earning my business degree. And so while I was doing that, I um, volunteered and I uh, happened to be volunteering at a play with a women's organization. And there was a lot of women there who were starting up their own businesses and they hey, say, you, you build websites. i go, yes, I do. Can you build me a website? Sure. You know. <laughs> so it was very accidental. Then all of a sudden I realized oh, I, once I finished my degree, That, oh, wait a second, not only am I the COO that I wanted to be, like the chief operations officer, that was my goal once I got Mm -hmm. my degree. Um, I was the CEO, CMO, every O that's out there. And so that was kind of the moment where I go, okay, I guess I'm doing this. And then there was like a a part two to that because back then I was, me, myself, and I, I did everything. I designed and built the websites. Marketing wasn't such a huge deal back then because there wasn't much to market, you know, way back 20 years ago, but that soon progressed pretty fast. And um, talk about, you know, getting behind. I definitely started to feel like I was getting behind with the technology, Uh, even though I was building the websites myself. Back then, for sure, technology was moving at a way too fast of a rate that I could keep up with. So that was that was the first time I had to decide to let go of control and to hire and to start to actually create an agency and and, and hire. So my first hire was a programmer and it was the best thing that I could ever have done. Sure, there was lots of fear. How was I going to pay this person? How was I going to promise them hours? You know, there was all kinds of fear associated with that, but I knew it had to be done because Mm. at that point I was being a disservice. I was not giving our clients the best anymore because there was only that ceiling of where my knowledge and expertise ended. And uh, so as soon as, as my first programmer came on the scene, boom, we just opened up. All kinds of opportunities, and we just up leveled our output by tenfold because of what he brought to the table.
1: And and you saw that firsthand how the right hire, the right person, can sort of free you up. So as you sort of grew your company, what what was so hard about hiring? Where were the challenges that you personally found when hiring developers, admin? assistance whatever it might have been
2: yeah yeah there's there's plentiful plentiful challenges that come with that Uh, the the biggest one is hiring somebody who has the right expertise that you need Mm -hmm. to you know bring into the agency Uh, for me the best advice I had received way back then was to hire your weaknesses and so lucky for me, it was an obvious weakness was the technology part. And I go, yeah, that's a weakness. I'm hiring that out. And then, and then it just went from there. So, you know, I hired graphic designers and CEO, I mean, I'm SEO experts and Advert experts and all that kind of stuff. Um, but aside from understanding what those weaknesses are, where you need to offset, uh, the next one was uh, to hire somebody who actually knows more than you do because when you look at their resume it looks incredible i used to get so excited when i would see all these resumes coming in and it was just like oh my gosh this is so crazy and sometimes the conversation and you know the few interviews in and that yeah i'm definitely vibing this is a really good fit mm-hmm. and then i go and start assigning the work and i realize okay, they were all talk and no substance. You yeah. know, they knew the right things to say, but they clearly don't know anywhere near what I know or what I need them to know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So that that is a challenge. Absolutely, that's a challenge. And and then the the, now the other challenge is bringing on somebody who is a really good, amazing fit and uh, and keeping them on. Because when they're that good, they're in demand. And so I learned over the years, And I can't say that I'm perfect at it at all, but I've had some people who have been with me for, you know, 10, 12 years. So I guess I'm doing something good, but uh, you know, is to nurture a team so that they feel like they are valued and that they are, they are in alignment with my purpose of building trust with our clients and doing whatever we can in order to help our clients succeed. Uh, And Mm -hmm. that's the kind of the platform that i built my team on that we're not here for them. We're here for our clients and, you know, helping them understand that we are all here for a bigger purpose than just cashing in a paycheck kind of idea.
1: Nice. When was it for you that you turned around and realized, looking around, oh, crap, I I have a real business now. Um, (laughs) I need to start playing properly with this. (laughs) um maybe you know solidifying your values so everyone was under the right culture and knew exactly what was going on or it was we need to change something because i blinked and i've got a real business Do, do you remember that time
2: well, kind of. Uh, it's almost embarrassing to say this because I was you know, I came onto the scene as a web developer. That was kind of my my niche was the web development. And since mm-hmm. then, we grew out to be an agency so that we could offer our clients, you know, a bigger spectrum of services. But
0: mm-hmm.
2: I didn't have a website. Did not have a website for probably two or three years. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, one day I thought, Oh, man, I really need to have my own website. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and I, and I say this, because I know it's the same thing that people say to themselves today, I'll just throw something up, something is better than nothing. And for me, it worked because it was so new and people weren't so judgmental about our brand presence back then. But today, if somebody did that, it can work really, really against them. And I did. I just threw something up. And because it was the shoe cobbler son syndrome, my team was way too busy, uh, you know, taking care of our clients that we didn't have time to take care of our own stuff. And thankfully, it, you know, it didn't harm us too much that I know of. You know the thing is, is that you don't know how much business you lose when mm. people land on your website and get the wrong impression. I mean, there's no way of knowing that, but we did manage to continue to grow. Uh, but yeah, there was that point when uh, when I realized, okay, I guess I got to get serious about this and and have books and register the name and have a proper website and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I love that. I mean, what you just spoke about there—having the alignment, having the integrity now i'm not saying you were completely out of integrity absolutely but with that one aspect Mm -hmm. sounds so simple and we we can talk about it you're probably shivering it's like oh let's not go there but yeah a a (laughs) website company not having a website right there's something so out of alignment but it's almost like but i didn't it's so obvious but i didn't see it isn't that the curse of the entrepreneur isn't that the curse of the ceo these things are so obvious but because we're so close to it there are those blind spots that um, we're embarrassed once they're revealed, but they are blind spots.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean over the over the years of being in this business and working so closely with a lot of entrepreneurs and and you know small businesses and and even bigger you know corporates and uh, they only see what they see, what they know within their own world and and many times something I've just I've said or pointed out and they go, oh my gosh. I never thought of it that way. And then, it, and then it's just, uh, well, of course, you know, it's a no brainer. But yeah, we, we tend to live within our little cocoon and think that that's the only answer. And, um, and I know with the entrepreneur world, and I've, I've witnessed it myself, I've done it myself is that, you know, letting go of control and, and allowing someone else's Uh, you know expertise into into your world and being open to hearing what that is and even hearing uh, not necessarily criticism but uh, ways that improvements can be made so that you know your business can excel and and grow but yeah we have to get over ourselves sometimes
1: yeah we do and then as the ceo now you've you know fast forward 20 years and you're building and it's we often hear how tough it can be on on ourselves on on our energy on our emotional state on our mental state physically to Mm -hmm. be able to be there and it's so easy to let things go and focus so much on the business and that overlap of you know with agencies especially being an entrepreneur and having that sort of people pleasing tendency which so many entrepreneurs have because Mm -hmm that's the desire. I just want to help people. I just want to help them to grow this. It's all external rather than holding space for myself. So how is that translated to where you are right now and how you're trying to continue your evolution?
2: Yeah, and that and that's so true. You know, sometimes for me, I've caught myself, okay, yeah, it isn't about the money, but you need to have money in order to grow and sustain a business. And so I've gone way too long in collecting money, let's say, or, you know, I make that um, too much of a challenge for me to, you mm. know, get get money from clients or charge more than, a, you know, I'm often told you're not charging anywhere near enough for what you offer. Um, and then also taking care of ourselves. You, know, you nailed it there where it wasn't until the last five years or so when I really started to pay attention to my own health and wellness. Um, not many people know this, but I used to be over 100 pounds overweight and really sluggish and no mental clarity. And, and I would just trudge through the day and it was it's amazing the difference when i started to eat properly and go to the gym and take better care of myself how i can bring that extra energy to my business and to my clients too so taking care you know that self care component is is often neglected and and um and it is just such an important part to be able to sustain your energy for your business and for yourself and your family and everybody who needs a little bit of you
1: yeah i mean that's why we're called "Unforget yourself you are the most important thing in your world
2: mm-hmm. your
1: employees if they don't take care of themselves they're not going to work right they're not going to communicate with each other it's yeah. a snowball effect you can see it in it other people probably so much quicker than you can see it in yourself because you have that inbuilt belief programming pattern that i need to help i need to continue to help because that's got me to where i am today so, I think yeah. that's a battle that we continue to overcome once you've hit that level. Um, yeah. But I want to touch upon one sort of stressor or worries that so many people have it's the hard conversations. And I yeah. want to ask you what's worse for your health, physical or mental health? Is it having those hard conversations, or is it the residue of avoiding the hard conversations? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> oh good question um yeah avoiding the hard conversations is way harder than dealing with them I've learned that over the years but goodness gracious it it was a long lesson learned uh I was the queen of avoiding hard conversations and i always uh-huh. was hoping for someone else to step in and just maybe just magically it would go away and take care of itself uh, but yeah, I've, I've definitely learned that. Um, it, it It's, it's always uh, way easier than what is going on in our heads, you know, all those limiting beliefs and all those triggers from, yeah. you know, being five years old or popping in and you have these uh, thoughts of, you know, of the worst case scenarios. And 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 it's amazing how much that can bog you down and really drag your energy down and um and just make matters so way worse than if we just yeah. had an open and honest conversation.
1: Because you mentioned a few minutes ago about the you know those clients that you know, maybe not paying up front or you have to yeah. chase them. And it's that I don't want to have this conversation, I really don't, but mm-hmm. I know I need to. I hope they'll it'll magically happen. I don't have to. Yeah. there is the curse of where you are you're at the top so you have to make these decisions so yeah. no wonder these these things weigh on you it's it can be so tough so apart from that scenario would you say the the choice of avoiding and draining energy or you know attacking it straight on and trying to take that courage which, which where else is that kind of draining for you with those that sort of choose your own adventure multi-route approach
2: Um, I mean, where, where's the energy draining coming from?
1: Yeah. Whatever aspects do you find yourselves at a a sort of fork? It's like, oh, they're both draining in different ways. I know what I should do, but. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, just. Yeah, sometimes it, 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 there's just that lack of, of motivation, right? Uh, you know, hmm. just that, that sense of, oh, do I really have to go down to my office today? <laughs> yeah, and, and where that comes from, I, you know, I, I, I'm not quite certain it, you know, it's, it's not as if um, it's it's an obvious saying, oh, um, I have an appointment at two o'clock where I have to have a challenging conversation is, you know, those I, I'm aware of. And, you know, I deal with it as it happens, Mm. but yeah, you know, sometimes the, the life of an entrepreneur does have low energy moments and, and it's, it's sometimes hard to know where exactly that, uh, that lack of energy is coming from. And maybe it just needs, means that it's time to take a bit of a break. And sometimes it means that, uh, you know, we're avoiding something that we don't even know we're avoiding. Yeah.
1: I mean, and listen to that. Logically, you get it. Logically, you know all the answers, and we hear hmm. that so much. I mean, so many of our clients either they're looking for the clarity in their next step, what they want, or oh my gosh, it's I know what to do, I just can't do it. It's yeah. that sort of point. So, what is your what's your go to when you when you find yourself lacking motivation, thinking I I don't want to go into the office or whatever it might be? Do you what's your go to? Is it no. I need to do this. Do you take that time off? What do you do to get through that moment?
0: Yeah. You wrong and, me. Right,
2: yeah. And it is it is a process. I you know, I can't say that what I how I deal with it today was the same way I dealt with it 10 years ago. Like 10 yeah. years ago. I was a workaholic. you know, I prided myself in 18, 19 hour days, seven days a week. you know, that was normal for me. and I felt like I wasn't doing enough if I, you know, worked only a 16 hour day one day. Yeah. I certainly have grown and evolved from there and delegated way more. And uh, so now I'm at a place where I can actually take weekends off and and get away for a weekend, not just take a weekend off, but literally get away. But for the little stuff, you know, sometimes it's just a little change of scenery, like instead of going down to my office, I'll work on my laptop for a few hours and just Mm. take care of the, you know, the absolute necessities, make sure my team is taken care of and, and the, and, you know, the important stuff is done, and then I'll close the laptop and read a book or, you know, watch a, watch some inspirational shows or something like that, just to, give myself a little bit of an escape and, and come back with a little bit better of a frame of mind.
1: Yeah. And I think you need to do that because of the level that you're at, because of the the people who rely on you for having this, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you're not supposed to be superhuman. You don't have to show that you're superhuman all the time, but Oh my gosh, isn't it tough?
2: (laughs) Well, hello. Thanks for telling me that now. (laughs) Yeah, I think especially now I know I'm, I'm speaking with with a gentleman here, but I think as females, we maybe you've witnessed this with your clients that we tend to put a lot more extra pressure on ourselves that we are supposed to be superhuman for whatever reason. Mm. You know, that's the message from society that you're, you're not allowed to, you know, go and have a nap in the middle of the day. Who do you think you are? And I, I think hey, there's. A, will
1: will will shut you down there she is the queen of naps she will not have it any other way she knows that but i know what you mean about the the even more hats that the 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 female entrepreneur does wear
2: yeah it's so true It, it it is it is and and there's some belief from way back when that we're not enough and that we have to prove ourselves and this is one way to prove ourselves by just always doing, 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 doing everything. Don't dare ask for help because if you do, then there's something wrong with you. And uh, and and it's such a it's such an insidious thing. It really is. And and I, uh, I I just wish that everybody would start to understand that the way we think right now and the some of the things the reasons why we make choices that we do is. A lot of it's based on back when we were five years old and and misinformation that we brought into our little brains that interpreted a a candid, you know, somebody had said something offhanded to you. And all of a sudden, that's the absolute truth about your being for the next 20 years of your life. And and it's just so sad sometimes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And how we move forward because we're always on a transition we're always moving we're always going to that next point of our in our lives personalized relationships business yeah so these things are always going to keep on coming up or you're going to unearth something at this next level which like oh my gosh i never realized i had this well you do at level 10 you just been haven't got there yet so this 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 challenge this doubt this fear that may not have been there all of a sudden you hit that what people call the glass ceiling it's like i can't get Mm -hmm. through this because there's this new thing that i've never had to look at not avoid oh my gosh but and then when you uncover it that's where the magic happens
2: Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, and you're right, it doesn't matter where you are in your business, there's always going, there's always those stepping stones. And, and Uh so after me, I've been doing this now for 20 years, at some point in the future, I'm having to encounter, okay, what's my next move? I can't be doing this until I'm 100. So, uh, you know, although maybe, I don't know. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, there there is that that fear of the unknown, that interp- yeah. interpretation of okay, well, what's going to happen to me? Am I going to be irrelevant? Uh, you know, how is this going to happen? How how can I transition my clients so that they're still being as well taken care of and letting go of control? Like, there's all kinds of of things that come up that that we have to you know you know come to grips with and deal with in order to be able to take that leap over to the other side and, and, um, and, and just make sure that those transitions happen as smoothly as possible.
1: Hey, I love that. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for putting back the curtain and showing us what it's like for you being, being the hero of your company and holding, holding the, the space for your clients and your, and your team mm-hmm. and all the things that you really do go through and think. So thank you for sharing.
2: Oh, my pleasure! I, I think you and I could, we could be talking about this for hours.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, if people you know, want to know more about you and your business um, and are looking for that help, where can they find you?
2: Yeah. Well, our our website is evisionmedia.ca, and uh, and that's where you can find all of the different services that we offer our clients. And if anybody wants to have a you know a quick thirty minute chat with me just to find out you know if there's what I can do with brand positioning, marketing, building your website, whatever. Uh, mm. You can schedule that 30-minute free appointment with um, um, at this URL, www, www.talkwithsusanfriesen.com. And that will take you to a Calendly link and you can set up a time to chat and see where you're at and what do you need and how can we support you?
1: Fantastic. So Again, thank you so much for sharing and playing along. This has been so much fun.
2: Oh, thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure and I'm uh, I'm I hope that you know at, at the minimum people realize that it doesn't matter where they are and it doesn't matter where they perceive me to be. We're all in the same boat together.
1: Absolutely. That you all have help, you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful place to be. Thank you.
2: Ah, you're very welcome. My pleasure.